when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. So let us share with you the one show's tweet of last week it's on their twitter feed it says this we're off on a little break while the hashtag world cup is on if you find yourself in need of a the one show fix why not head over to our website and catch up with some of our great films see you soon and thus so are we on a little break as well because they are except we don't have a website with great films on it. Well, mind you, neither do the one show. It's just a website with some films on it. What we have, though, is a short best of The The One Show Show, a best of The The One Show Show, season one for you. So sit back and relive some moments that, uh, well, that it would make more sense to forget. We'll be back with season two when they are. I'm John Holmes. This is The The One Show Show. Enjoy. Joining me to sort out the chaff from the other chaff are the The One Show show regular and all-round Mark Haynes, Mark Haynes. And this is quite amazing. Award-winning journalist, novelist, broadcaster, food critic, master chef, judge, and crucially, former actual One Show presenter, Jay Rayner on the programme today. Jay Rayner. <laughs> the, scant, the scant applause. Yes. Which it brings it all back. <laughs> it brings it all back. Well, Jay, we should, should work out how this happened. So... A few weeks ago, yeah. we talked about a, a, a one-show film. Bog butter. Thank you. Where you had to go and plant some butter in a bog. It took a year to make that film. <laughs> it took a year and we almost killed a man. <laughs> it's, it's pretty much the story of, of The Last Jedi. <laughs> it's, I, I got this call from BBC Northern Ireland. They wanted to make a film about butter being buried in a bog. I hadn't had a call for quite a while. And I thought, OK, I'll, I'll do this one. They said, the thing is, we're going to bury it and then we're going to make the second half of year year later and at that point I hadn't quite reconciled myself to the fact that I totally didn't want to be involved in the programme at all anymore <laughs> so I thought well I could if I do this then I can say I'm still part of the one show for another whole year without doing anything that's a good how long were you there I was um, I, I made my first film for the one show August 2009 and that was the last one uh, the peak year was 2011 where I made 48 VTs for them 48 48 and I was on the sofa about 55 
times. Wow. And I was live every Friday night. Yeah. And so, I mean, the thing I've got to say, and I, I, just so that I can point to this part of the podcast when the BBC calls me, <laughs> is many great things happened. I learned yeah. a lot. Yeah. We made some great films. They do make some good they stuff. Do, as we've celebrated They, they make some very good stuff. There are some very talented people working on it, and I wish them well with their future careers. <laughs> but it was also bonkers and insane, and uh, I would say you can't stick it that long. No. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, it's hard enough to watch, let alone to make. Yeah. But Ellie, you bring, I I, I think, A, this is your The The One Show Show virginity well and truly taken, and B, you're young, so you're going to bring a millennial view of The One Show, and I just wonder if I'm just missing something, like I'm with most things that you people are into. No, it's awful. Okay, that's what I thought. (laughs) I think you're going to have that millennial thing, because millennials (laughs) don't like fun. I thought they'd go, so we really like the one show. You you older people, you like your alcohol and your drugs and your disco dancing. Yeah. Whereas us young people like earnestness and gender debates. So <laughs> I would have thought you'd have been like, I love the one show because as a millennial, I find it both tepid and dry. But that's what I love about the one show because it doesn't matter how old you are, it's bad. <laughs> it's the great leveller, is what it is. Can I just say, by the way, before we go on any further, there's, we're recording this, but there's, there's, there's what seems to be a rap party happening <laughs> th- next door to us for some television programme. That It's quite loud. If it, if it leaks through, I'm just explaining that it, there's something going on. It's important that people know if there's the sound of a good time, yeah. it's not from this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I should imagine, because we're in the middle of London, it is probably another podcast being recorded. <laughs> it, it's Atletico Mints. <laughs> Like- that reminds me of, and I don't think you'll put this in, of a award ceremony I went to. It was a young people award ceremony, yeah. and it was radio presenters hosting the thing. And one, uh, someone won, and they won the award for best female of that industry. And best female presenter, yeah, y- yeah, sure. or you know, best geographer woman. if it was a geography awards I was at. Oh, I see. I'm keeping it vague. <laughs> And she came up and did this huge speech on feminism and how people in her show have been like victims of abuse and she thanked them for taking part in the show. But what you have to remember is in in the context of quite a young award ceremony with like fun presenters. And she, she really caught the room and was really good. And obviously the presenters had to bring it back round. So one of the presenters just walked back up to um, the microphone after, sort of, and just went, hashtag deep. (laughs) Did you also notice, because I watched that as well, wow, a national conference on hoarding. Who knew? And you're right, it was absolutely packed. Mm. But here's the thing, they were all walking around with massive yellow goodie bags. And I'm thinking, thinking, you are are adding to the problem. Because anyone who's been on any conference in, I don't care what line of work you're in, right? If you've been on a conference, what do you get? A goodie bag. What's in it? Pointless clutter. (laughs) So so you are giving people with a mental hoarding condition a bag of clutter to take home and just shove on a pile of newspapers and clothes that they've already got. They shouldn't give out goodie bags. Bloody hoarding conference. The most famous hoarder, of course, is the uh, Jill Dando suspect, Barry... George, Barry George. Yeah. 
He was a hoarder. Was he? Yeah. The reason they thought he he'd done it is because he had loads of magazines about Jules Ando. But, but in was, fact, it, he was just a hoarder. Yeah. yeah. So he had loads of magazines about... Everything. Everything. Yeah, he had yeah. everything. And we do know that's a flawed police case. I have been to a hoarder's house before. I uh, had a neighbour who, who died and her friend asked me if I'd help her clear the house yeah. to um, to get it into her own house so she could begin sorting through it. And this lady had spent many, many years writing an unfinished book about the history of the Russian Orthodox Church in Britain. And she had loads and loads of boxes that said, do not destroy notes on Russian Orthodox Church in Britain. Did you bin it? And we started going through them. And there were very, very few notes on the Russian Orthodox Church in Britain. But what I found was she made a complete catalogue of every person who'd ever appeared on Can't Cook, Won't Cook. (laughs) (laughs) And she'd done a number of drawings, pencil drawings of Daley Thompson. And they were were dated, and they went back as far as, like, 1982. (laughs) But they went all the way up to about 2016. (laughs) This opened with a joke, and I'm going to tell you the joke, because I don't think this joke can be anything other than a referencing to bumming. Right. Yes, I know what you're about to say. Yes, yeah. go on. So Matt opens up, and it's a scripted gag that they've decided to kick the show off with. And he says, so, a big day in the world of our relationship. Alex today has done something I've been asking her to do for five years. It's happened. I can't believe it. Look, I've written the words bum sex in my notes. Can you see that? <laughs> Hello, and welcome to The One Show with Matt Baker. And with Alex Jones, and it is a big day. In the world of our relationship, actually, Alex today has done something that I've been asking her to do for five years. It's happened. I can't believe it. I know. I have brought back his wallpaper stripper. (laughs) The joke is, he'd lent her a wallpaper stripper and she'd finally give him back. Let's let's make it clear as well. Shall we say? That's never been referenced on the one show before that he's lent her this. So why on earth we're suddenly invested in it after five years? But this after five years, she's done something I've been asking her to do for five years. Yeah. That can only be an yeah. anal sex it, joke. It, it, no, at the I, top. No, I think it was a it was probably it was an engagement joke, wasn't it? I think. I go, no, because done something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. done yeah. Something. I believe it. I've been asking her to do, do. For five years. Yeah, yeah. all right. Yeah, okay. it's, it's, it's open her anus. <laughs> yeah. And take the baker. Yeah. <laughs> there was um, later in the Benjamin Zephaniah episode, there was that bit on sign language. There was a package on sign yes. language. and they... By the way, you may not have noticed, uh, you probably wondered what that lady was doing in the corner, but because of the one show doing signing this week, uh, we do have a, this whole podcast is being signed for the deaf, which is your <laughs> mainly your brother and that yeah, nine-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> so so if either of those people are listening, trying to listen to well, this, well, they're both we do have deaf. a signer in the... Yeah, they're they both, are, yeah. But combined, but they do warrant the lady a in the person. Corner, hello, by the way, is just using one hand. So that's why. But we are signing this podcast and we think that's important. Yeah. Sorry, Dad. No, no, but I was going to say, so the whole... It was actually really interesting. There was a sign as a, an Adele concert and a Sam Smith concert yeah. and it was quite fast, like, really interesting to see that whole... The whole thing was about inclusivity and, like, you know, making sure that deaf people could... Experience the same things as uh, as people that were able to hear at these concerts, and then it cut back to her in the studio, uh, and she was a sign a signer. I don't know. What, yeah, that'll do. Yeah, a signer. Yeah, she called Marie, and for her entire interview with Alex and no Angelica Bell and Matt, yeah, she was signing. 
Yeah. But they kept cutting away. <laughs> they, kept, just, they kept just doing cutaways to like Benjamin Zephaniah or Angelica Bell nodding. And they just done this whole four minutes about how inclusivity is so important. And she's obviously making such a real effort on the one show. And they just, the problem is lack of inclusivity. And then the director just going, camera three. <laughs> Benjamin's grinning. It's like... <laughs> Well, this week I was contacted by The One Show. Was it from a lawyer? Because <laughs> no, we could, we could well be in a... Surprisingly not. It was someone who wrote to say, I'm a producer working for The One Show, and I'm making a film on Roger Moore. I told a story, which went viral, uh, about how as a boy I spotted James Bond at an, an airport. But he said, I would just like to have a, a chat with Mark to see whether we could do anything. Uh, many thanks, and then the name of the producer. And I thought about this, and I thought... Two things. I don't really think I see how I could help. It, it would just be a sort of weird thing where I'm retelling a story that I think yeah. you, know, you, you can find very easily and is better told written. I'm not going to add much to it's it. It's a very good story. The second thing I was thinking, John, was I was thinking this is clearly a trap, <laughs> right? <laughs> this came in three weeks after we've started the UK's only podcast about the one show. And I can't help but feel to myself, this is like a child's way of trapping me <laughs> to say, we've Googled you. The first thing that came up was this story. Mm. Oh, we're making a show on that. Why don't you come in? Yeah. And I have a feeling if they are making a piece, it's a piece about people who are pricks. <laughs> <laughs> and it will, it will fe- fo- focus on me. I will start that Roger Moore story and Matt and Alex will burst in and they'll just go, who the fuck do you think you are? Hmm? Yeah. Who the fuck do you think you are? And that's how it will go out. It, that, that's exactly what we, we earlier Earlier today, we met a prick. <laughs> And it will cut. It will cut. There'll be a voiceover from Anita Rani going, look at this fat fuck shambling his way into a barn house like a prick. <laughs> Hello, do I sit here? Do I sit here, the prick asks. You know? <laughs> Ironically, a one-show piece, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. I think it'd be quite funny. I hope, I hope it's just so we can talk about it next week. This yeah, be... but, but I genuinely thought to myself, I thought this sounds like a trap. So I dig it back to my agent. I said, you know what? I, 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 it's not really for me. I don't really see what I bring to it. Uh, and so she got back and they immediately then got back and said, would you do it? if we gave a donation to UNICEF which is a charity that the story got to raise some money for UNICEF yeah. which is great you know people are very generous and I thought oh you shit that's like a that's like a chess move yeah. the bait in the trap absolutely and I thought to myself oh god that, that's my, my vanity my vanity <laughs> to want to save the lives of some of the world's poorest children almost <laughs> made me step into the trap and I got back to my agent and I said you know what I'll pay the money myself and I'm not going to do it oh. now <laughs> I would say I'm not actually going to pay them no, of course myself. Not. I, I've raised more than enough for those children. <laughs> um, but it seems like a nice show, but I just think, I think there was an attempt to either pillory me or murder me. Now, I know that's a serious allegation to say that the one show would try and murder me, but I think they would have tried to murder me. I think they would have done. But if you had to go, right, mm. which presenter would you like to preside over your death? Let's say it was done, yeah. you know, because we've talked about this before, Ellie, as you know, on the forecourt, you know, outside on the, mm. the piazza of the one show. If they ended the show, it started the show, actually, with Matt and Alex outside, as they like to be, and then walking in, don't they walk into the studio, but, it, yeah. but it's you. Yeah. Um, but what they're doing, because they build a marquee, they build a marquee for the NHS Awards, so they're building something out there. A big gibbet. Sort of, a big gibbet in the shape what? of Roger Moore. Well, no, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say a wicker you, and, and then obviously at the end of it, you are, you are led in to, to, the, to the climax in chains and burned in a giant wicker you. Oh my God, Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh no, Jesus Christ! <laughs> All that happening, <laughs> and the kooks playing in the background. <laughs> more to, fire! To play more us, fire! To play us out while the prick burns. Please welcome the kooks. <laughs> and you're gonna enjoy this because he is a massive prick. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> um, who would I have presiding over yeah. that? So it would be the last person I ever saw, Anita Rani. Yeah. <laughs> I think not only is Anita Rani a very beautiful, I think more importantly, she's a very, very competent presenter. Mm. She is. And I think she does a very good job, and I don't think she'd mess it up. <laughs> I think like when they burned the martyrs in Smithfield, if you tipped the executor enough money, they'd make sure there was a load of smoke so that you'd suffocate before you burnt to death. Yeah. Now, Anita Rani, the danger is, of course, is she might go, you are a prick. And <laughs> she would then know how to make the fire really hurt you. But I would go for her thinking she may be kind. If anyone could suffocate me quickly, it would be Anita Rani. There you go. Dear podcast connoisseur, it's entirely evident that you know your podcast stuff. Why else are you here? That's why I'm here to recommend Smashpod. What a helpful chap. Now, Smashpod is a podcast celebrating all the Bond films and Bond-related films by those who enjoy, hate, or, you know, just aren't asked about them. Hosted by me, John Rain. If he's half the genius they say he is, we're in for real trouble. So why not join me as I delve deeply into Bond and Bond-related films, tackling a different film in each episode with an exciting guest by my side. <laughs> I promise you'll have a lovely time. That's putting it mildly, 007. Oh, shut up, Q. Put your fingers away, for God's sake. I hope you don't snore, Q. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. <laughs> Rule of Three, a podcast presented by me, Joel Morris. And me, Jason Hazley. In which we talk to people who make comedy. About the films. And TV. And books. And records. And comics. And people that make them laugh. She doesn't want people having a go at Martin, <laughs> even though she can. And that's true. Of, I mean, most of my friends are idiots, but they're my friends. Yeah. <laughs> I never really understood what Hans Solo did for a job. <laughs> you don't need to know anything more than, like, he's just sobbing while being punched in the balls. They were just trying to make each other laugh in the office. You have to show a certain amount of contempt for your audience. <laughs> <laughs> Write your own jokes in the morning, you lazy bastard. <laughs> 
Follow us on Twitter at Rule of Three Pod. Rule of Three. Available now from all good podcasters. When did you start? Was that the Charles Blakely uh, era? Yes, it was. Charles, uh, yeah, uh, Christian, uh, Christian and Adrian, yeah. who were a brilliant double act, because uh, Adrian Charles gave this impression of neither being that interested in what was going on, but sort of there anyway. Yeah. It was like, well, I've got nowhere else to be at seven o'clock, <laughs> so I might as well be here. <laughs> yeah. And and it was the right tone, whereas Matt is is keen to be there, and that's what's... Slightly startling, isn't it? He wasn't keen we should jump straight on Wednesday's edition yeah. here. Mm. Matt Baker wasn't pleased to be there at the point where Anne Robinson started having a go about oh, the gender pay, pay gap. Gender yeah. pay gap. And yeah. he, started, he started giving his CV. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, well, it, well, it, it was he bristled. He visibly bristled. It was brilliant. And actually, what happened there is Alex jumped to Matt's defence in really a, a time when she shouldn't have. Matt said, oh, I, I do more jobs than just this one. I do, I do two or three. <laughs> and <laughs> Alex started sort of like a sort of battered wife. Began sort of going, no, he does, he does. You know, we, we, we get the same for this. We get the same for this. Yeah. But Matt looked absolutely... He, he looked, was horrified, wasn't he? He, he yeah. was horrified, but he also looked as if he wanted to run away. No one talks money. I bet you don't know what he earns and you don't know what she earns. Mm. Well, I... Oh, they're getting <laughs> smart over there. Oh, well, no, we, we do. do. Well, it's all yeah, over the newspapers, so yeah. we do. We do, yeah. Really? And does she earn more than you or do you earn more than her? <laughs> well, I do three jobs. I do the one show country farm and sports, so it's it's different. Very different, but here the same. But the thing is, and what you see in the documentary, (laughs) it's interesting because. Does anyone think Matt Baker's fucked a pig? Is that why you needed those glasses on, just to see where the hole was? Because there was a sequence about the Balmoral show in Northern Ireland Mm. with Primrose the pig, and then cut back, and Matt Baker just went, "Lovely sow." That also had the the strange sight of a man on British television at seven in the evening rubbing baby oil into a pig. But I'm on my way to hook up with a certain little lady I met yesterday. Primrose the pig. Primrose is being entered in a rare breed competition here at the show, and I've been promised by her owner, Farmer Brian, that I can add the finishing touches. It's baby oil time. Just put a wee drop on to her. Yeah, that brings the, the black up on her. Mm. Do you want to have a go after yeah. this? all What's, this waiting? Come here, Primrose. See, back. do her back end, yep. Right. Look at her tail going. She loves it. Oh, yeah. Does that feel good? Whoever come up with this idea is a genius. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It did it for me. They were on the forecourt, weren't they? Yes. The table football. Table football World, World Cup. Cup. Yeah. Hosted by Colin Murray. Ma- Colin Murray. <laughs> Colin Murray. I feel Colin. like he'd. I've never seen. I haven't seen Colin Murray in years. It's obviously going very well for him then. Yeah. <laughs> he looked a bit like he had a rough few years. He looked a bit. He looked a bit leathery. Like he may not have all his teeth in the back of his head. Still, you know. It was. Uh, also, it made me wonder. We might come back to it. But does Matt Baker insist that all the other presenters are shorter than him? Because it's a weird collection of very. I'm short waiting men for on the call. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that call's going to come now. <laughs> So here's this week's handbrake turn of the week. I'll let you decide, right? Okay. Uh, so tell me if one of yours agree, if yours agree with either of these. Okay. Benjamin Zephaniah. Um, yeah, there's one in that one, definitely. Uh, and the band Blossoms and the trailer. Oh no, I didn't watch that life. one. All right, the first, that's the Wednesday, wasn't it? And yeah, I watched, I watched the, first the Blossoms episode. Yeah. So the handbrake turn of the week. Did you spot it? No. Okay, it was this, right? I think we're going to like this. So at the beginning of the show, they trail what's coming up on the show, right? So Matt Baker went, well, uh, Blossoms are back. They got a new single out, and then they, they show a bit of their old single, yep. just to, so you remind yourself. Oh, Charlemagne, Charlemagne, yeah. Uh, remind yourself who about four the years Blossoms ago. were. Then they, this is again, this is why I'm now addicted to it. Like it's a kind of heroin for the eyes and ears, right? 
Matt Baker went, uh, Blossoms are back. They've got a new single out. Can't wait to hear it. Now, seven years ago, we told you the story of no- a nine-year-old boy who was born without his right ear. He's lucky because <laughs> Blossoms are shit. <laughs> Honestly, I hate Blossoms. They're, they're worse. And even worse is they're worse live. So I don't know why they're going on the one show. I mean, to be honest, that was a, a match made in heaven for me. <laughs> uh, with Love Blooming here in the studio, we have got the perfect band to set the tone. Blossoms are with us. They are back with their brand new album, Cool Like You, and they're going to be performing live for us at the end of the show with a song that I've heard loads on the radio. I love it. Yeah, you do, don't you? I do. Now, seven years ago, we told the story of nine-year-old Ethan, who was born without his right ear. Pioneering surgery meant that doctors were able to use cartilage from his ribs to create... A- would you rather... Would you donate your ears to that boy in order to not have to hear Blossoms anymore? Is that... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that oh, right, I see. Away. So I wouldn't have to, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I wouldn't. Because okay. there's lots of good I didn't even make that link, but I did. I watched that first yeah. half. That's the Wednesday but hour. But isn't that inappropriate? That's awful. To go, to go, I can't wait to hear that. Now, here's a boy without an ear. One boy that certainly won't be hearing Blossoms tonight. <laughs> But did you notice that Alex Jones' script for that link as well? This is what I noticed. And I don't know if it's just her Welsh accent and the way she emphasises certain syllables. Yeah. But about the fourth word was, uh, yes, see, the little boy without an ear has had pioneering new surgery. (laughs) (laughs) And she really stressed the ear of pioneering. This is exactly... That's that's either really, they've put that in deliberately, or they just aren't aware. We're still not sure, right? As we've gone on with this, we're not sure whether or not the the one show is self-aware. And that was, of course, the uh, the Tommy Steele connection. So we should yeah. we should mention he was it. the guest from hell. Oh, well, it, it, a, a kind of heaven for me. I mean, it was utterly, utterly perfect watching the car crash that happened because he had anecdotes. Yeah. And he was going to fucking tell them. <laughs> and it didn't matter <laughs> how long they were. The one that I loved the most yeah. was the, the one that took the extraordinarily dark turn <laughs> about the ship being cut in half while he's being interfered with by his senior officer. And then he realised that the man on the, on the mattress was dead. It was like, it was oh like a really bleak episode of Jack and Ori that just appeared in the middle of a show. Um, what we'll do is, because it's so hard to explain what it's like, yeah. the easiest thing is to dedicate the next 25 minutes to everybody just hearing that story told by Tommy Steele. Yeah. I was in the Navy, the Merchant Navy, and I'm on a ship, a Cunard ship, called the Sidia. And as I say, I'm 15, I'm on the ship... And all of a sudden, we're in the middle of what was called ice routine. And ice routine, when you're in the Atlantic, in the middle of winter, means there's icebergs. The same time as the Titanic. So you're on ice routine. So everybody of the crew are on their toes. I'm sitting in my cabin. Suddenly, the ship goes... (laughs) What the... What's that? (laughs) An officer comes down, he went, You, follow me. Yes, sir. And I'm following this little... I'm only four foot eleven. I'm following this officer through the decks, up on the decks, past all the passengers with their... Um, I've shown it. Yeah. He said, don't run. Walk purposefully. I didn't right. know what he was talking about. Don't. So I'm trying to keep up with this great big officer. They go down to the front of the ship, the forecastle, and he said, well, OK, there's the bosun there, up on the shoulders. I'll get up. Up, up, up here, go, son. All right. You all right there? You all right? OK. All right. All right, bridge. Oh, lights! And all the lights hit the water. And I'm sitting on the bosun's shoulders. 
Not any says. Anyone in the water, you point them out. You understand? Anyone in the water, you point them out. Yes, bosun. Starboard, two points to starboard. Two points, there's a ship coming. There's a ship coming. There's a ship coming. Everyone's running around. All of a sudden, he pinched my bum so hard. Ooh. And he said, that's not a ship, you silly little sod. It's an iceberg. <laughs> so I said, well, it's an iceberg coming close. No, 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 he said, I know about that on the bridge. You just keep looking at the water. And these searchlights are going over the water. The iceberg is still there. And suddenly I see these two bodies. And what had happened is we'd cut another ship in half. It was a collier called the Wabana, a Canadian collier. And there was one half going where the iceberg is and another half here. And there was a fella in the water laying on a mattress reading a book. (laughs) Fella on the port side reading a book. Another pinch up the bum. Don't be so bleat and silly. So I said, no, it's a fella reading a book. And we looked at him and he was. Dead as a dodo. Oh, dear. But reading oh, a book. No. Laying on his bunk. The shock had been so bad yeah. that he just died. Just like that. Well, I thought it was going to be a happy story. <laughs> 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 that's, that's, that's the skipper on the bridge going, what ship are you? What ship are you? Into the fog, you know. Yeah. And I said, the fella can't tell you, he's dead. Oh dear. That was beautiful. All right, look, here's a question for you. Right, so on other podcasts that talk about TV shows, specifically The Walking Dead, because that gets a lot of fan analysis. Now, Mm. on The Walking Dead, they discuss in detail the death of cast members, because that happens quite a lot. Sure. So we we like to do the same thing as that. Now, ours aren't spoilers, because no one from The One Show has actually died on screen yeah um exactly but if they were to here's my question cornelius if if a member of the one show was to die a cast guest uh segment presenter was to die how would you like to see them go and who would it be yeah i didn't like this right when you asked us uh to think about to think about because i just think it's a bit unfair because you know like i think it's a people don't mean to do the one show they don't mean it to be that bad so taking part i don't think they deserve to die no no but they always like doing good things on the forecourt outside and this would be a spectacular ending to an episode well well, i've chosen mary berry (laughs) just because she's the oldest so you're obsessed and i thought she was dead um (laughs) I'd like her to die really quickly and peacefully in her sleep, uh, just because I don't. I don't want to bring because I like Mary Berry. Yeah, I think either that or in a fist fight with Fruit Leaf. Dave, did you ever think about this? Yeah, so um, mine relates to something I think we might talk about shortly. You've already mentioned is the most boring segment of the week. Oh well, good. Let's, so let's, if I can tie them both, like, in. well, if you'd like to sort of tenuously link to both, allow the one, allow the one show. Yeah. yeah. So, so the most boring segment for me was a segment about wildlife photography. Where the one show oh, yeah. interviewed their own cameramen, as a, so they went. For those of you that enjoy the one show wildlife segments, we've got some new cameramen doing it. I don't give a shit if I like the wildlife. I want to look at the elephants or the bears or whatever. Yeah. But then they proceeded to do a behind the scene. You know, like the bit of at the end of Blue Planet where oh yeah, they which go. Is this is how we, which is amazing. Yeah. It wasn't like that. But shit. <laughs> it was just the one show people following like a small dog around or yeah. something like that. And then they interviewed them afterwards. Yeah, because the package itself was so long and yeah. you like, it ended and you're like, thank God. Yeah. And then you realise they're sat in oh, amongst a load Jim of and Bob pot here. plants yeah. in the studio where you're just going, 
my license fee paid for that. <laughs> and it's what it happens quite a lot on the one show. It's happened a couple of times, and it happened with in the Benjamin uh, Benjamin Zephaniah episode. There was the guy that did the stop and search VT. Yes, and obviously he's not a like seasoned broadcaster. So there's always that slight thing where they feel a, they look a little bit uncomfortable on camera. Yeah, and the one should do this all the time. So these two wildlife photographers, obviously, and in their VT, they did say something like, "I don't like being this side of the camera. Like my entire yeah, job all, is being the other I'm side of it." I'm like, "No, we'll fucking deal with it because we're going to make you." And they interviewed them for fucking ages and it was so unbelievably dull uh, so I would like one of them to die in a wildlife uh, <laughs> which shoot. animal would you like well, no, I think, to maul I think me? for it to be in keeping in the one show style it has to be nothing to do with anything interesting so actually I'd like them to shoot them, the world's most deadly animal yeah. very successfully and then like choke on a Malteser afterwards because <laughs> I think that is what would happen on the one show They, no, it wouldn't be even that interesting there was one thing this week that I, again but they bring something into your life and you watch it at the time and you go that's shit and I've not been able to stop thinking about it since and it was part of when they went to the pub in Windsor where they're preparing for the royal wedding and they the owner of the place which was called the Prince Harry yeah. had walked into shop carrying two burgers and they were called the Harry Burger <laughs> and the Meghan Burger <laughs> and the Meghan Burger <laughs> excitingly was a normal beef burger and the Harry Burger was a full English breakfast in a bun what have we got going on here? So we've got the Harry Burger for the wedding day. It's basically an English breakfast yep. in a bun. And then we've got the Megan Burger, which is your classic American Megan Burger. Let's serve it up, serve it up, serve it up. Now, has everyone had a chance to have a little taste of the Megan and the Harry Burger? Yeah. Yes. Do we like them? Yeah, they like them. So let's, we've only got five sleeps to go. This is so exciting. Let's hear it for Harry and Megan. And when I saw it, I thought, that is crap. That is awful. <laughs> and since then, all I've thought about is Harry Burger and how much I want one. <laughs> I want to have a full English breakfast in a bun. On Saturday. I can't think of anything but that fucking burger. We're literally going to see you in the coverage on Saturday, aren't we? You'll be in that pub. <laughs> Harry going, Burger in hand. Are you going to see the, the, the happy couple and going, the happy couple who? Just get me another one of these full Englishes in a bun. And just getting a tap on my shoulder, turning around, and there's Matt Baker there going, well, well, well. Who is the fat fucking prick with the Prince Harry? Uh, We'll end, we'll end on I love Sarah Cox uh, I do as well I think she's the best presenter on radio too she absolutely isn't so to play us out uh, in the studio in the The One Show Show studio will you please welcome although it's only going to be signed you won't hear the band they're just signed playing us out in signed form Blossoms I like Blossoms like this it's better isn't it mm. That's not the one they're doing. You just can't resign really <laughs> Blossoms, everybody. Hey. GreatBigOwl.com When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. 
Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.